I was born and raised in a lake town in North Alabama, a lake that is literally at the very bottom of the Tennessee River, um, just down south of Chattanooga, just down south of Scottsboro in a little town called Guntersville. It was a fabulous place to grow up. I loved growing up on the water. Our house was on the water. It was on the lake. Um, from our house in the cove where we lived, the channel of the river was, was less than a mile away, and it was so much fun to grow up on the water. In my childhood, um, in the summers, I probably was in the water every single day of every single summer that I lived there. We did things in that water that I do not want to tell you about in church. <laughs> we had a great time swimming, skiing, boating, exploring, all those great things. The water was also a place of great refreshment. It's hot in Alabama. And on the hottest of days, in the dog days of summer, still in that river, if you're in the channel, if you go down deep enough, no matter how hot it is, if you go down deep enough, you can find cool water and body and soul are refreshed. Water is also a great place where you can think. To reflect relates to water, to see one's reflection on a clear day in the surface of any body of water is to think. Let the mind wander just like that water, to remember where you came from, to be really curious about where you're headed. And when water becomes replete with memories, to return to that water is to get a glimpse again of who you used to be and who you may still be. The Tennessee River is also a place of great danger, it's a very wide river. It's a very deep river, and even though it's dammed, um, it's still dangerous in part because of its width and depth. As a kid, I always wondered what was deep down in those dark waters. Only God knows. I actually did know and still do. If you're curious, there are catfish bigger than people. <laughs> there are water moccasins floating and hanging out on the banks on a sunny day. And the first time in a Methodist church as a kid that I heard about Levi Leviathan, I knew where he was too. <laughs> Bodies of water are essential to our ecosystem, of course, but they're also essential to the religious imagination. So many of our biblical symbols, so many of our sacraments across religions are first encountered not as religious events or signs, but instead as natural symbols, as natural realities that are essential to human existence. Water, fire, air. It's our opening collect of the day. It's our opening prayer that tells us that Jesus was baptized in the River Jordan. And the River Jordan is, is completely unlike the Tennessee River. The River Jordan is narrow and shallow. Visually, two totally different places. But existentially, it's the same water in which Jesus is baptized. 
There are some Christians and there are a few scholars who really stumble over the fact that Jesus is baptized in the first place. Jesus, later tradition tells us, is is sinless. Early tradition tells us he's the Son of God. And we also know that John's baptism, John the Baptist, John's baptism was largely about repentance and forgiveness of sins, changing your life, all those Advent sermons, turning around. So why in the world would Jesus, the sinless one or the Son of God, need to be baptized in the first place? It's a logical question. It's a cerebral question. And it's a little bit of a boring question. The story of Jesus' baptism has these rich, mysterious images that are not at all cerebral, not at all logical. The whole thing, the power, the energy is all about Jesus entering into the waters of existence. Entering not into our minds, not just even our hearts, but into the depths of what it is that you and I face. How it is that you and I grow up. Jesus enters into all that fun, all that joy. And that's why we can hear a baby right now. And so too could Mary and Joseph and the wise men and all of that. Entering into that, what it feels like to be born and to breathe. And entering as well into the reflection into the refreshment, and even into the most dangerous and darkest parts of the waters that you and I face, looking into the eyes of Leviathan. Jesus goes there with us. One of the things, and I heard this too early, early on from church, that the emphasis, actually this seemed to be what every sermon was about, Follow thou me. The great call of each Christian, the great call of each disciple is to follow Jesus. He bids us to come and follow him. The the image of Jesus' baptism reverses all of that and shows us that if we only focus on what we do, we've actually got a large part of it backwards. Jesus' baptism is about him following us into the waters. That we are not alone there. And that someone tracks us. Let's bring this thing to a conclusion. <clears throat> if, you, if you look up, if you look up in this great cathedral, you see the, the ceiling of the nave. And the, the nave, and you don't have to be in a cathedral to, see, to be in a nave. A smaller parish church has it too when you call it a nave. The, the word comes from novice, the Latin word for navy or ship which is a fantastic symbol for what it means to be the baptized people of God, to be the church. We're on a journey. we got a big boat. You don't ever have to travel alone. We have more room for more people. Thank God we have other services where there's even more room. You can travel in a company together. And that's one of the essential dimensions of what it means to be a part of the body of Christ. You can't go it alone. So we travel in this big ship together as the baptized people of God. And yet, something about 
that image and the largeness of this space doesn't feel exactly accurate because there are some times in life that what we face, we do have to look into the eyes of alone. Solitude and even loneliness are an essential dimension of what it means to be human. Solitude and loneliness are even a prelude sometimes to the courageous step that we have to take to say something we can only say, to tell a story that we can only tell, to stand up in the way that we only can, to face whatever it is that we ourselves alone sometimes have to face. Sometimes we've got to travel on a small ship and there's room only for one. And that's one dimension of this baptism of Jesus that is so powerful, even in solitude. Even in the darkest, deepest, uncharted waters, even there, by faith we are not alone. On the deepest level, Christ tracks us and goes with us. And even if we don't hear the voice, we can at least feel these words. Do not be afraid. I am with you always.